We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Pack-A-Day Podcast. This breaking news episode is the Packers take two weapons for Jordan Love. I am your host today, Andy Herman. You can follow me on Twitter at Andy Herman NFL. Yes, as we talked about, this was going to be a weapon-heavy day for the Green Bay Packers to get Jordan Love some weapons. And let's just be real, regardless of who is at quarterback, this is a team that needed wide receivers, needed tight ends, and they addressed both of those positions in day two and in round two of the draft. They get there in a little bit of a roundabout way. They take Luke Musgrave, first of all, with pick 42. And then they moved down twice, picking up a fifth round pick and a sixth round pick in the process, moving down to pick 50. Uh, so from 45 to 50, and don't go all that far, uh, but they take wide receiver uh, Jaden Reed out of Michigan State. So they get Musgrave at 42 and then Jaden Reed at 50, and they get two receiving weapons for Jordan Love, which is of course what everyone wanted. Now, of course, no one can ever be quite happy, right? Because I know some people were hoping for Darnell Washington or maybe uh, Jalen Hyatt. Let's go over those really quick and why Green Bay probably made the decision that they did. First of all, uh, from Musgrave over Washington, as of recording this, Darnell Washington has still not been taken. I think they're around like pick 53, 54. There were a lot of rumblings, and I can't speak to this uh, with certainty, but there are a lot of rumblings that Washington had an injury issue that flagged him, and that was going to push him quite a bit down draft board. So my guess is with him not being selected yet, that he is very much in, uh, you know, that, that teams flagged him for some sort of injury issue, and he is moving down draft boards for that reason. Either way, if it's Luke Musgrave or Darnell Washington, even if there were no injury issue, I love the pick of Luke Musgrave, and we're going to go over that more in just a moment. Listen, at the end of the day, blocking is great. It's really important. And I don't think Musgrave is as bad as it as um, even I originally thought when I first watched this tape. I watched him again recently and I didn't think it was anywhere near as bad as I thought. Uh, secondly, this is a receiving league. This is a passing league and this is a playmaking league. And the Packers get a potential playmaker in Luke Musgrave. And it's not to say that Darnell Washington maybe wouldn't have been, but there's no guarantee of that. And there was a projection with Darnell Washington. So I love the pick of Musgrave. And then as far as Reed over Hyatt, to be fair, Reed is not their prototypical Green Bay Packer wide receiver either, but Jalen Hyatt really isn't. They certainly have weight thresholds that they like to hit. And Hyatt wasn't even close to that. As I mentioned, he also has um, doesn't have quite the agility that Green Bay normally looks for either. And as of recording this, Jalen Hyatt has not been picked either. So these are two players that have fallen down draft boards and teams have not valued them as highly as a lot of people in the, you know, the the mock draft community, if you will. But there's reasons why Green Bay went in the direction that they did. And again, I don't think Jalen Hyatt was ever really high on their board at all. And Darnell Washington may have fallen due to some of the injury issues. 
I'm going to spend a lot more time. This is just a quick episode breaking down the picks. I'm going to spend a lot more time on Musgrave than I am on Jane Reed. I'm going to go over some positives and uh, negatives with both players. Uh, but Musgrave, I did a lot more film work on just transparently than Jaden Reed. I've watched Reed multiple times, but uh, just going to give more of an overview. And then as I break down everything tomorrow morning on the um, Saturday morning edition of the podcast, I'll do a lot more detail on Jaden Reed and that one. So really quick with Luke Musgrave, uh, he is 6'6", 253, senior tight end out of Oregon State. Uh, 22 years old, will be 23 in September, 9.77 RAS score, did all the testing. So phenomenal athlete at the position. For those of you who are concerned about the injuries, this is what I posted on Twitter and what I believe. If Green Bay's medical team didn't ha- didn't flag him and didn't have concerns about the injuries, you probably shouldn't concern yourself with the injuries. They are very cautious with those type of things. And if they cleared them, you can probably feel pretty confident that you know they're going to get a healthy, good player moving forward in Luke Musgrave. Uh, he, as far as the 9.77 RAS, 90, per, uh, 90 percentile height, 66th percentile weight, 57th percentile bench press, 89th percentile vertical jump, 96th percentile broad jump, 93rd percentile uh, 40 yard dash with a 46140, 98th percentile 10 yard split, 56th percentile short cone, 76th percentile uh, three cone short shuttle. Um, in 2019, from a productivity standpoint, two catches, 18 yards, no touchdowns. 2020, 12 catches, 142 yards, no touchdowns. 2021, 22 catches, 304 yards, and one touchdown. And 2022, 11 catches, 169 yards, and one touchdown, which leads to a four-year line of only 47 catches, 833 yards, and two touchdowns. More on that and more in just a moment. As far as PFF goes, had a 60.9 grade and 59 snaps in 2019, 56.0 grade in 2020 with 312 snaps, in 2021, 60.1 grade and 694 snaps, and in uh, 2022, a 72.5 grade and only 114 snaps before he went out due to the injury, only played 1,179 career snaps. Those are productivity and PFF grades, not the positives. Some of the positives... He is a tall receiving tight end with great speed, great size, great hands. The projection here is phenomenal. He can win with speed. He can win up the seam. He has some run after the catch ability. He is a very fun receiving threat that should fit very well in Matt LaFleur's offense. As mentioned, he shows off speed after the catch. Uh, He can really challenge you up the seam. So he gets caught with a linebacker up the seam, or they're running some of those go routes on the side, maybe a three or four way go, and he gets somewhere where you can find him. He is not hard to find. He has incredible height, great speed, good hands. And he has, like I said, that run after the catch ability, a real true threat up the seam for Green Bay, something they have not had in a very long time. He has obvious red zone potential due to his hands and his height. He has impressive change of direction ability for his size, and he does give effort as a blocker. As I mentioned, when I initially broke him down, I didn't think he was great as a blocker. As I broke him down a little bit more, I think he actually deserves a little bit more credit. The negatives, he is off balance far too often. You will see him stumble after catches, and he needs to work on that because you want that speed to come out and that run after catch ability. He's not going to give you like the ideal blocking inline tight end. He's not a true wide tight end. I think he can really become that with some work and effort. Just like Robert Tunyon worked on his blocking, I think you can get that similar level of blocking from Musgrave, but this is not a guy that's going to come in and plug and play as a dominant blocking wide tight end. 
The speed after the catch is good, but he does not break very many tackles or give you any real moves after the catch. So he's not going to juke you out. Not, you know, didn't see much of a stiff arm, didn't see much of a spin move or anything like that. Like it's just basically running away from players. And once somebody catches you, he's basically going to go down. He's not breaking many tackles. As mentioned, he missed time with a knee injury in 2022. Clearly, Green Bay felt good enough about it to select him early in the second round. And then the production, the production, excuse me, 47 catches, 833 yards, and two touchdowns only in four seasons. As I talked about him before in my preview episode a few weeks back, he should have accidentally caught like nine or 10 touchdowns in his career. The fact that he only has two is weird and concerning a little bit, uh, but that productivity needs to be much better at the NFL level, obviously. But this is a projection pick. And like I said before, I love the projection. I love the size. I love the speed. This is a really good tight end. I don't think Oregon State always used him the best. And I think Green Bay is going to have a much better plan for him. Uh, he is like at, in the end, he is a traits based player with injuries, limited production, and an unrefined game. Like that is what you're looking at with Luke Musgrave. And that's in the negative section of my notes, but has every trait that you want at the position can exceed at an extremely high level, but didn't do it much at Oregon state, had some injuries. And, uh, like I said, his, his game needs refining, especially as a blocker. So those are things that are going to need to be worked on, but the, the tape is fun on the, on the good side of things. When you really see him play, you see some real fun flashes and, uh, he's basically like a big slot wide receiver when you get him in space and he is going to be a matchup issue for opposing teams, which is exactly what green Bay needs at that position. And I do think you can use him in line a little bit. I don't think he is going to be like somebody that you can just line up as a big slot. I think he's going to get lined up, obviously, as a pure tight end, just something that he's going to have to work on over time, specifically when it comes to blocking. As I mentioned in the past, to me, his ceiling, if he really hits that high ceiling, is peak Jimmy Graham. His floor is like what Daniel Bellinger gave the Giants last year. His comp for me is more of like a Dallas Goddard. I think that's where he ultimately can end up. Um, Probably you know, Goddard was really good last year. So that's an aggressive comp, but I I think that's the type of talent and potential that Musgrave has. What he's going to bring to Green Bay, speed, a huge target for Jordan Love, someone to challenge linebackers up the seam, a red zone threat, and some extremely high-end upside. Uh, There was clearly value for for, for Green Bay there at pick 42. I love the pick. I love exactly what they did at that position. And this is a really fun pick for Green Bay and something that they desperately needed. So I think that is a... um, that's kind of the the nuts and bolts of Luke Musgrave. As far as like where he, like he's going to be probably tight end one for Green Bay right out of the gate, unless they sign someone or do something different at the position. But as of right now, he's going to be the guy and Josiah DeGuar is going to play. And I think they'll probably pick up some sort of blocking tight end either in the draft or, um, you know, in free agency. Maybe they bring a Mercedes Lewis back. Not sure that's going to work out. Don't be surprised if they take another tight end at some point in the draft. But as of right now, this is tight end one for Green Bay. Meanwhile, they also select Jaden Reed out of Michigan State, only a six, only only a six seven four RAS, which still means he's a sixty seventh percentile athlete at the position, which he's still in the upper two thirds of wide receivers all time in you know combine testing at wide receiver. 5'10", 187, so lower in height and lower in weight that Green Bay normally looks for. So this is definitely a bit of an outlier for them. He did not do three-cone testing. And like I said, he's just not your prototypical Green Bay Packer wide receiver with the big size and the big strength and the you know 200 pounds, 6'2", those sort of things. This is a little bit different flavor of wide receiver for Green Bay. The thing he did have a four four five forty, and he looks faster than that on tape, which is you know exactly what you want to see. The reason he looks faster on tape is because he varies his speed really well. He's not just one like MVS is just speed, 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 speed. 
Like when you look at Jaden Reed, he's going to um, he's, he's going to mix things up. It's going to be a changeup, and he's going to kind of lull you to sleep, and then he's going to take off the next play. Like he varies it up really well, uh, which is going to give him a little bit, you know, more of a, an edge on more skilled corners and more nuanced corners. I've, I've talked about this in the past, but it's like a uh, a pitcher who maybe doesn't have, you know, the the 100 mile per hour fastball, but they've got an amazing changeup that makes their fastball look faster, right? That's what Jaden Reed has. It, he has that change of pace. So the, like they kind of loans and all of a sudden, boom, that 445 shows up and it makes it look like it's a 43540. On the really plus side, he had 46, 46 20 plus yard plays over the past two seasons. What have I been talking about? This Green Bay team needs playmakers, guys that can find ways to make explosive plays. And they got two guys on this day that have the ability to make explosive plays in the passing game, something Green Bay desperately needed. He has returnability. He can play outside. He can play in the slot. I think he's going to see a lot of slot time in Green Bay. He had three career punt return touchdowns. He's a effort blocker on the outside. He'll get after it a little bit. So he doesn't have the great size to be a blocker, but he has the willingness to do so. And as mentioned, he varies his routes with tempo, which is something you really like to see out of your wide receivers. His downsides, athletically, again, he's just not testing all that great. His size is a little bit of a concern. He's going to get stuck on press coverage from time to time if you play him as a true outside wide receiver. Probably the guy that you want to move around, use in the slot a little bit more, use him in bunch sets. So uh, corners, you know, especially bigger corners can't get their hands on him quite as easy. He has had struggles with fumbles and drops, some concentration type issues. So that's something that's going to have to get cleaned up. And of course, just at his size, he's not the most physical player in the world, not a player that's going to, you know, break a lot of tackles uh, or, you know, get a lot. He can run after the catch because he's got, um, you know, good movement and, and good speed. But again, not a guy that's going to break many of those tackles. The thing that I really like about Jaden Reed is he is a different flavor of wide receiver than what they have. Even from Samori Toure, and then especially from Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs, you've got your big physical 6'4 playmaker and Christian Watson that can win in every different way. You've got Romeo Dobbs who's more of your possession, bigger wide receiver that can still win downfield a little bit, can win with his route running, can win over the middle a little bit, kind of gives you that overall wide receiver. Now you've got a Jaden Reed who can be more of a playmaker, more of a slot guy, 4'4", 540, return ability, run after the catch ability. Those, that's just a different flavor. They didn't have that guy. And that's what I really, really like about this draft pick. So two players that are going to give Jordan Love some different, unique options. They they had the, like I said, the playmaking wide receiver on the outside and Christian Watson give you everything. They had kind of your standard overall possession type wide receiver and Romeo Dobbs, who has a little bit more juice than that. But now they got the big 6'5", 6'6", tight end that you can throw to in a variety of different ways and you can use as a matchup piece. And now you got the little tiny, not tiny, but 5'10 and a half explosive playmaker, 4'4", 5'40", that can win in a variety of ways. This gives Green Bay different flavors at their playmaking positions. Add in an Aaron Jones and an AJ Dillon, two different flavors of running back, and Josiah DeGuara, an H-back, fullback type. Now you're giving Jordan Love some ingredients to cook with, and that's exactly, exactly what we wanted to see on day two of the draft. I'll be back here later today with Green Bay's third round pick, so make sure to check that out. I'll be right back here tomorrow morning with an all-new episode and Saturday following the draft with a live Q&A as well. I'll see you guys soon. Enjoy the rest of the third, second and third rounds of the draft, but until next time, and as always, go Paco. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. 
Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.